Welcome back to the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. I am Chase Holden, joined with Dale Tanhart, greatest NASCAR better in the universe. Um, and uh, we are finally a little bit rested from our journey to Daytona Beach, Florida, from the Daytona 500, a epic weekend that we are going to recap for you guys on this episode. And stick around because we're going to talk a little bit about all of these new odds that have dropped for this weekend, the Pala Casino 400. So it's going to be good to, to run all that down. Uh, Dale, I saw you're up to three Mountain Dews, man. Three and a three half. And a, three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest with the people. This Daytona 500 weekend is a totally different weekend than normal weekend, normal race weekends, and, and normal any weekend of the season. After Truck Night America's flop, I had I we went to Taco Bell, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting a Baja Blast. And then Monday, the stressful wake up, drive home, always kind of sucks. Uh, got a Mountain Dew at Hooters, didn't drink the whole thing, got watered down when I fell asleep in the car. So we're at three and a half. The over-under for Mountain Dews in 2023 is 10. 10. And I think we're going to still hit the under. This is when self-discipline kicks in. But don't have any self-discipline when it comes to ordering food at Hooters. Remember, this show is presented by Hooters. Garage Guys and Hooters are a match made in heaven. Any $30 plus order, carryout or delivery, you can save $10 when using promo code GarageGuys. On the Hooters app or order.hooters.com. You just type it in and it'll hook you up with $10 off promo code Garage Guys. Match made in heaven, us and Hooters. And you already know that. Yeah, you, you have to know. And it's also valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders, $30 or more. I just want to say, we before we started recording, we were like, when do we, how do you want to do the ad? And Chase is like, I'm just going to open up with the ad and then go right into it. And then we did not do that at all. No, didn't do it at all. You just started talking and then I did it. I, I think I just said, I'm going to wing it. I'm going to wing it, but I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you took it over. So it got done. And that's what counts. Hooters is for race day. We love it. Go follow Hooters racing on Instagram. They have an Instagram. Now all you got to do is go to Instagram at Hooters racing. Follow it. If you're a garage fam, if you're loyal to this show, if we have ever won you a bet in NASCAR, you are obligated to go follow that on Instagram. Do you agree? You better agree. Yeah, I of course. And if we have rewarded you free free money at Hooters as well. Yeah. You should. You yeah. definitely should. It's not hard. You sh- it's just like using the promo code. But we love Hooters. We had a great time at Hooters. Uh, so much to unpack. I think we, ha- we have to start. We'll definitely talk about the Dale Center live at, for the duels at Hooters that happened on Thursday night. I got to see a lot of great garage fam out there. Shout out to everybody that came out, everybody that we saw, and just all the the, the awesome people that we met that support what we do. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely dive into it all, but we have to start with what was, for me, the most exciting, exhilarating, emotional roller coaster Daytona 500 that I've ever experienced in my life. I feel like, like being there in the, this will be my third, I think my third Daytona 500 now. So I only had three, but th- this one takes the cake. 75th anniversary 
Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Garage Guy Ricky, as you called him uh, on that reel on Instagram, the guy that we honestly like a guy I can personally say, like, I've developed a friendship with this man. Like, this is a guy I can just talk Mm -hmm. to. It's like one of the boys. Same for you, Dale. To see him win the Daytona 500, my soul left my body. And I also bet on him to win the Daytona 500 plus 4,000 quarter of a unit on that for 10 units. Shout out to everybody that tailed that. Um, Rip Top Ricky is what we call him now. And uh, there's no more Recky Stenhouse slander out there. This man is a Daytona 500 champion. He's touring the the the, the nation right now, uh, celebrating this, and he's going to be celebrating it all year. And so will we, uh, as Garage guys. But uh, the celebration video, I do want to say, I, I thought it was funny because like I literally blacked out a little bit when it happened, just because a fucking mega hit. Never won a Daytona 500, and for two. Apparently, I was a little violent, so I do apologize to you and Tony. I, I couldn't control my body. I, I lost all all motor functions or whatever you want to call it. I just went berserk. I went insane. And it's understandable. It, it was. It was very understandable. I'm glad you understand that. But uh, but yeah, it was it was great. We got to go to Victory Lane. We got to see him. Just it, and and he has got probably now the busiest. Uh, this is the busiest he's probably ever been in his nascar career i would say the busiest week of his life and, and going to be For sure yeah the most incredible year so I, I can't say enough how insanely excited and happy that that i am and i know that you are too dale i it, it was just magnificent a triumph is what it was yeah easily the we haven't had a driver on our show in the past two years more than ricky stenhouse jr I think we he's been on our show five or five or six times if you include the Rolex where he popped up at like three in the morning and chilled with us uh, in late January. So I mean, yeah, th- there's no one that we've developed a closer friendship with, uh, I think, than Ricky Stenhouse, and and I think Tyler Reddick is up there. But Red Dog, we've had Rick, we've had Ricky on our show the most, and he's been so gracious to to hop on with us so many times and have a good time with us. And I mean, hell, he invited us to his house last year and we had a good time there hanging out. So yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. And I I hit myself. I I punched myself over not listening to him enough on the podcast when he told us, which you can go listen to the last podcast that we put out on January 13th with him that uh most excited highest level of energy like he's had for a season ever i think is what he said and we that a lot of that i think is attributed to mike kelly right like he he yeah. i saw he was he was saying in interviews post daytona 500 victory how mike kelly believes in him more than ricky believes in himself and it's amazing like they've been separated for years now and it seems like all they do is win. Like they won two championships together and now they're back together again and they kick it off with a Daytona 500 victory. It's, it's amazing. We love the underdog stories already. And to see that it's our guy, our boy, Ricky Stenhouse jr. 
who gets it done is is awesome man like i wasn't even sad that i lost my bets that during that moment i was actually sad for a second because in our reaction video and someone did point this out on twitter by the way everybody like tony and you guys were like dude it wasn't even close someone did point out like when they started wrecking joey was barely ahead of him and that's what i saw live i was like no no not fucking joey logano please god no and i was just i just had this bad feeling in the gut um just in my gut that they were going to give it to joey and i mean they they ruled it really quickly like we saw the team celebrating and i immediately put my hands on my head i was like oh my god he did it he fucking did it so um yeah, just an amazing weekend overall. And it's so happy for Ricky and that entire team who have been through the trials in the NASCAR Cup series with different drivers and and they've built this they've built this program, ride or die with Ricky over the past three to four years. And and finally, like they got their biggest payoff, payout, both, I guess, literally. Um, with Ricky Stenhouse winning the biggest prize in, in NASCAR and Additionally, I, I got to say, 65 years is what it took for a driver from the great state of Mississippi, the heart of America, my home state. It's cool in a lot of ways, and it fucking sucks in a lot of ways. But Ricky Stenhouse Jr. just put us on the map by winning the Daytona 500, the first driver from Mississippi to get the job done. It's it's truly awesome, special miraculous and i don't i don't know what other adjectives to describe it with but it's hard i'm sure ricky doesn't feel that right feel that way i think ricky was like yeah we were prepared to win this motherfucker after leading the race leading the daytona 500 last year in the waning laps uh last restart second to last restart didn't go his way he gets crashed he was right they were prepared and he knew what to do in the lay race situation when the opportunity came back again. And, you know, I think tab Boyd deserves a lot of credit as well, uh, his spotter because he made an amazing block in a very high pressure, critical situation that most guys I feel like would have wrecked themselves and the field in, which was coming. Once they got the white flag, he made an amazing block when, when he saw the run from the five and Kyle did try to leave him. And uh, Joey had a good run on the top, but a fellow dirt guy, as he said in his interview, Christopher Bell gave him a big push there and got him out in front just when Kyle Larson got hooked and crashed. So, yeah, everything about it's amazing and very just big time heroic moment by Ricky and the team. And he is officially a Daytona 500 champion and legend. And we were all there to witness it. And just fucking awesome for our dude. That, I can't say enough. Yeah, that that was the best part is just being there. And I hope Tab got his Don Perignon. He was very he wanted his Don Perignon champagne. Uh, I think I think that's what it's called. Not a not a really not an alcohol guy, obviously. But uh, yeah, I finally got my voice back. Come back from that, and and it's also like I don't know. It was just like a little vicarious, like just like. I felt like I was just celebrating the dub myself because, like, I had never won a bet at a Daytona 500 in my life, and like that was like that's something that's you know it's a bucket list thing for a better. I feel like is just to be able to do that. So yeah, I got I got to wait another year. Sorry, man. Sorry, right. keep going. Look, hey, Tony is an iRacing Daytona 500 champion, 
finally got his moment in victory lane. Magic's made it, Daytona. I saw that tweet that he put out. Garage guy Tony. Yeah. Yeah, it, very true. It was pretty funny. So it's it's just it is an amazing, amazing moment. And it will be it really set the tone too for the year. And that's what I love the most for not just us, but for the garage fam in general. When you get a guy like this that wins the Daytona 500, that is the that that is kind of like sets the tone for the year for your sport, I feel like. And that's kind of the personality that things can take on. You know, um, and I may be that may just be my perspective and maybe not everybody else, but put yourself in that perspective for a moment. Like imagine the year ahead, if the personality of the driver that wins the Daytona 500 kind of consumes the season for NASCAR, we're in for a wild good time, boys. Well, and think about like none of our guys have won the 500 like even dating back before we were even here in this space, like Austin Cindric won it last year. Michael McDowell won it the year before. We don't really know Denny, you know. Uh, I love Denny, but he's not like a garage guy yet. We hadn't had him on the show. Hadn't really had a lot of conversation with him. Uh, Austin Dillon won it in 2018. I think Austin Dillon's a uh, – we he's acclimated as a garage guy at this point. But, oh, I mean, that's dating back that's dating back five years, man. Like, we have not had a garage guy come through and win this thing since AD. And, and to, for it to be someone as close to us as Ricky Stenhouse is – it's crazy, man. Like, I feel like it's for me, especially because of like how crunched everything is like after the race, traveling back home, I slept for a full fucking day, dude. I mean, like it's seen, it feels like it hasn't sunk in yet for me. Like it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And it really shouldn't be when you look at how good of a super speedway racer he is. Like right. we all should have kind of should have expected this to happen. And you said it, it yourself. Did. You said it at the Rolex 24. I went back and, and was watching when we were kind uh, of talking about what did I say? All the drivers. We were talking about, dude, you said nothing but good things. Uh, we were talking about all the drivers. We were going through every, all the odds. And I said what I said. I was like, you know, he's obvious, obviously a guy that's going to be on my card. I was like, it, it super speedway races, you can't count Ricky out. I was like, you know, and it's funny because their catchphrase was, we believed. And I literally told him at the Rolex before we went to Waffle House, I was like, I believe, I believe in the Kroger machine. And I cut that up last night. But, you know, I, I talked about it and talked about where he had opened up. I think it was like plus 3000 and uh, and how it was just, you know, what, what we said on the show before. And then you turned around and what you said was great. And it, and it did. It made me sad. It made me a little sad that you did that you didn't throw a little sprinkle on it. But it that's was- what that's why I said, oh, what did I say? Because I hate when. And it sucks because you can't bet on everybody, but no, you can't. You always, you know, in my analysis, I'll always give reasons to bet on certain guys and reasons to not bet on certain guys. But when it comes down to it, like in the final moments of who am I riding with, like you just can't ride with everybody. And, so, you know, I had my underdogs and, and didn't roll with them. And that's the way it goes sometimes. But continue. Yeah. What did I fuck up on? On not you didn't you, know. you didn't fuck up at all. But I did. If I said it's something great and yeah, yeah. if I, I did though, if I did, if I talked him up and didn't bet on him. But yeah. yes, continue. I, verbatim. I've always felt like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was destined to win a Daytona 500. And this God time. damn it, that is no. the worst. Yeah. 
I was gonna cut it up. Like I wanted to cut it up, make a reel out of it, and I was gonna text you. And I was like, Yeah, dude. I mean, and- put that in there. I love being right. <laughs> yeah, I love being right in some kind of way. Like, holy shit. No, like you literally said that. Like it was the best like segment, but like what with, with what I said and what you said, it couldn't have been more perfect. Like it's gonna make a great video. Like it's gonna get cut up. Oh, stuff. I can't I can't wait to see the comments like wow, Dale. You, oh, we've already got them. Well, no, the the ones we've gotten, yeah, 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 yeah. The ones (laughs) we've gotten are from people that like don't, uh, they don't know what Action Network is. Like, they don't realize that's where our cut bets are. Like, I guess they're newer people, and they're like, "Oh, Chase didn't bet on them. That's bullshit." He bet on the. You guys didn't bet on them. Yeah, Ricky for the poll. When was Ricky? Was Ricky plus three thousand for the poll? Possibly. Nah, that guy was saying that you posted that your poll betting card, which was like you had somebody like Truex or someone plus three thousand to win the poll. I don't even think I, I made a. Poll. I think you had one underdog like that on your poll card, which is I think the only card you made. Um. Oh yeah, that was like the besides uh, your dual card, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was because all all the cup bets go on the Action Network app. Which yeah. I hope you got any any new listeners. If you want to see our Cup Series bets, uh, they are exclusively on the Action Network app. You can find those links uh, all over the place on it, our Instagram bios, Twitter bios. Like you'll you'll see a link tree, and it will say Dale NASCAR Cup Series bets or Chase NASCAR Cup Series bets. You hit that link, it will take you to the Action Network, and you can see everything we have logged. I mean, I got fifty four hundred followers on there that that know that, and you've got. 3,300 followers on there that know that like we've got almost 10,000 people that follow us on there and are totally aware that is where our cup series bets are. So let's just be clear on that. Yep. It'll be in the description here too. So if you're listening to this for the first time, click on that, but I don't want to stay too hung up on it. Well, we could literally have an entire hour long talk session about Ricky, but there was a lot of other amazing things that went down to obviously the race itself, uh, you know, the, it was definitely your, I feel like your typical Daytona towards the end there. I mean, everybody always knows that like the cautions come, things like that. Um, you know, I saw the meme that you made about where you were the sign guy about, you know, stop. It was like, stop giving cautions, you know, for single, single I'll, I'll tell you single car spins are not cautions. And Everybody's like, well, Daniel Suarez was stuck in the grass. Okay, that's fine. I'm not just referring to the Suarez thing. That did burn because I had Kyle Busch to win the 500, and I think he would have won it. I mean, the field was so split up, like single file, and it was going to be a showdown, dude. You had you had RCR 1-2, and you had Keselowski racing third, fourth. Oh, that was going to be a showdown, man. That was going to be a showdown. And it's okay. I mean, it, it worked out well for our guy, but... Um, I think single car spins like the, the night before Brandon Jones got hooked, making a bad block and he spun in the grass, hit nothing. I mean, out, I mean, off of the track and they throw a caution for it. And this is a recurring, a very recurring thing in NASCAR dating back to last year. Like I, I wish I had the time to go look at all the times where, between all three NASCAR national series was when someone spun by themselves, didn't touch anything, got off the track and continued. We threw a caution. That's not a fucking caution. And, and another part that frustrates me. Do you think it's because it's a new car? And do you think because like, they just are still trying to take those precautions with that? Nope. Nope. No, because it's like, I just said, it's not, 
I just said it's an Xfinity and trucks too. It's, it has nothing to do with the Gen Seven. I thought it's happening. Had some changes. Well, I guess it wouldn't be enough to matter. No, 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 no. None of that matters. Yeah. The, the the thing that matters here is like getting trick. Whoever the officials are, getting trigger happy to stack everybody back up. And I think it it kind of hurts the integrity of, of of the race. And the other thing I was going to say that's frustrating is like, yeah, I'm cry, 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 but. Like with Daniel Suarez there, he spins out, flat tires. He could have gone down pit road, but instead, uh, which it, actually I think this didn't matter because they threw the caution way before he even got stuck. Like NASCAR trigger happy. Boom, caution's out before Suarez even got stuck in the grass. But drivers know if we're at a big track, you know, intermediate or a super speedway, they can spin out. And they're going to get lapped if NASCAR doesn't throw a caution. So their best bet, instead of going down pit road and, and getting a lap, if NASCAR keeps it, wanted to even keep it green, they can just stop themselves and get stuck. And they know, they know NASCAR throw a caution, and they'll get a free push and not lose a lap. That's a, another frustrating part of it. But regardless, I'm not just referring to the Suarez thing. I'm, re- I'm referring to a collection of, of these same type of incidents where it it should not have been deemed a caution and the race could have and should have continued uh, dating back last year, year before any time. But I do have to mention that like that race would have been a fucking awesome showdown between some heavy hitters if uh, they didn't throw the caution for Suarez. So I, I, I did have to mention that. No, I mean, I get it too. Like who doesn't want to see it come down to the line, right? Like those are the best races. And and that's, that's honestly, the, there's nothing wrong with, with saying that. And I think now that this is out there, nothing else can be said. There's always going to be some goof in the comments. That's not going to, you know, that's going to take things in their own way or whatever, but you know, we got enough stuff out there that our, our shit is very explained and you're very thorough uh, I know that I'm not always the most thorough because I just say whatever shit comes out of my head sometimes. But like, there, there's plenty of of w- ways you can find out what we mean by certain things. So just remember that, people. Uh, the Garage Fam knows. Um, the Discord is free. You know, Action Network links the app itself. When you click on it to go see our picks, it's free. So just remember those things. They don't have for what we've seen at least this year again, and I haven't heard from their team, they don't have capabilities to track Xfinity or trucks Mm -hmm. unless like you do the bet sync thing, which like is bet sync is like where you can bet on, you you put a bet in and then it will automatically populate on action network. But I bet a lot in person at casinos. So, and, and using Bovada and offshore sometimes as well. So that doesn't work for me, but for Xfinity and truck picks, yes, you will see those on my Twitter and Instagram every single week. So any misclarification there, now, now you know. You should know. If you don't know, now you know. Shout out to Biggie. Um yeah. going to let's go, let's go to the beginning. Let's go to Thursday night. Thursday night was electric. Shout out to Hooters of Daytona Beach, always giving us the best of the best out there. We had a great setup. Uh shout out to what DJ Shaggy. Is that our guy? DJ yeah. Shaggy? Oh, yeah. Dude, Shaggy's the man. Shaggy's good, dude. We love him. does a good job. Everybody was having a great time. It was, a, it was a big party. There was way more people there this year than a couple years before. The The whole 
uh, COVID thing, definitely we, we can see how over the past, you know, two years that that has really just been on an upward trend. More and more people each time got to see a lot of people that we knew uh, that have kind of, you know, become listeners of this show and become followers of ours through just meeting them there at that location. So did the a great Dale Center, which you can find right now over on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. It's like four hours. Skip through it however you feel. Literally went from us breaking down bets early in the week, giving our dual picks, and then having a live watch party. Uh for the duels and we had some great people that hopped on there obviously garage guy tony was there myself dale moonhead stopped by travis brown for those of you listening that know moonhead colin fern uh stopped by which is an eye racer i got to meet him for the first time had never met him before so we had some really cool interesting conversations i made a connor daily talisman live on that show and i am still convinced and nobody can can change my mind that 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 right there got connor into the 500 because of how everything shook out and agree yeah i mean the car was his car was like toast let's be real it was toast at the beginning because well i mean they were down on speed but like whatever that suspension problem was where it was bouncing and couldn't keep the draft early on and had to beat Austin Hill, who got swept up in that big crash, and Pastrana was in it too. So, like, it was it was crazy how that worked out. He was able to get into the 500, and he got a top 30 finish. Uh, finished 29th. Like we said, car the speed wasn't there. He went a few laps down, but to be – He just needed to be in it. That's well, all. To be, to be added to that list of, like, I think it's now been, like, only 40, 45 guys, or maybe it was 60 guys have – now race the Indy 500 and the Daytona 500. That's that's a really cool accolade. And now all gears shift to the IndyCar series for Connor Daly, who's still full time over there. So yes, I think the Ricky Bobby Connor Daly talisman worked. That was awesome, and he appreciated it too. Oh yeah, we love that. Um, so yeah, I'm a wizard. Never forget it. And go ahead. Just talking about the betting stuff. Like aside from that, um. Good week on the betting stuff for both of us. I kind of seesawed, but Chase hit the 500 with Ricky Stenhouse, obviously. And uh, you hit duel one with Logano. Yeah, I had a loser. I didn't sweep the duels, but I had guys the duels. Yeah, yeah. Man, if if trucks had just, if we could have gotten a full race in on the truck race, it could have been a a, a massive weekend. Yeah, um, EFS lineup I made for that was decent, but it just sucked because I was like point ninety points away from taking down that tournament. It was so weird how we seesawed on that shit, right? Like I lost my ass in DFS on Xfinity. The Austin Hill bet hit. It's all that mattered. Truck night. The bets didn't do good. I finished second in DFS tournament. Fucking, and then we did decent on the duels, and then of course the five hundred. So it was just like, like all in all. Like garage guys as an entity, as a whole, as a collective, we won the whole fucking weekend. Let's yeah, I mean, it. if you had, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, Wednesday, the Bowman, Alex Bowman getting the pole, oh. 16 to 1, big hit, massive hit. Thursday, kept it going. Uh, me and Tony hit, at the, and Tony, I think in the duels, tailed my picks. He may have done it on his own. I'm not sure. I just remember he, he was aligned with me, but 
had Logano do one, had Almirola do two. So we're three for three heading into Friday. All the steam left the building with trucks, with that fucking flop of a race, which, look, Craftsman's back. Big fucking crowd on Friday night was awesome, electric. Rain doesn't always cooperate. Mother Nature doesn't always cooperate with us, and it did not on Friday night, and that was a bummer. Came back Saturday night. We got lucky. Look, a lot of people, a lot of listeners picked Zane Smith. Congrats. You got lucky in the truck race. I did not. I got lucky with Austin Hill on Saturday night. With the caution coming out, the crazy crash with Sam Mayer. We hadn't even talked about that. Going airborne, flipping. People were on Twitter were posting like a side-by-side with the Ryan Newman wreck. Oh, my God. It was so similar to the Ryan Newman crash and some other flips in the past as well. But Austin Hill being barely ahead of Allgaier and Nemechek at the time of caution. The amount of time we waited to find out that he won that race was just nerve wracking. So that was a good one. And then uh, didn't hit the 500. That's like my forte is losing on the Daytona 500. But Garage Guy Chase held held it down for us and hit with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So yeah, if you followed if you followed us, you you sh- you would have won money if you tailed every single pick we had. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Between Wednesday and Sunday, if you tailed every single pick me and Chase had you would have won money. It's not even up for debate. Ooh, not even up for debate. For the fucking best. It's just that simple. Like, that proves. That, like, I'm just right. proud that we got out of Daytona with, with green. For, like, we dude, it is, so, <laughs> it is so fucking hard to get out of the, the 500 weekend with money. Holy it shit. Is, I've never done it. I've always gone in the or been in the red after the Daytona 500. So that's a big start to the season, and I've seen a lot of people – Posting betting slips uh, from our stuff, and I appreciate you all. But yeah, yeah, dude, Dale Center was awesome Thursday night. The duels, I mean, for me, that was the most electric part of the weekend, other than the the five hundred with with Ricky. Agreed. But yeah, it was um, it was awesome seeing everybody that you were talking about and Hooters helping us out as he they always about do. Truck night too. I did want to mention shout out to Chris Hacker. His hair. Yeah. Back, but the Morgan and Morgan truck, we got to go and hang out with Chris, uh, a little soiree that uh, him and his, his sponsors were throwing. It was so good to get to catch back up with him. We saw a magic show. We saw a magic show at a soiree, which was pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Never seen yeah. that happen. It was cool. Chris was fucking, he was he, stunned. Like, just didn't know what to think. Yeah. Deck of cards. Um, just a great, time. great guy. Uh, you, you, if you're looking for somebody to support in the truck series, there's a lot of great dudes out there. Obviously our guy, Raja Karuth, uh, who's racing with GMS. He's one of the guys there. Um, Chris Hacker is definitely another one of those guys that we've been with and rode with for a long time. Did a, did a garage talk with him about two years ago. That was just hilarious when he had dropped on Facebook and he brought that up. So was, uh, was good just to catch back up with him and to see good things. Happen. Dude, how about we all right, we gotta tell we met Jason White, like the the Jason White that drove the number one truck. Oh, dude. That dude is a legend, man. <laughs> that dude's a fucking legend. It was a talking to him for like five minutes was amazing. That dude is awesome. So the first thing this guy will say to you, and and I was told this, uh, you know, our my my guy Brian, shout out to my guy Brian. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. He told me he asked me when I got there Sunday morning. He's like, "Have you met Jason White? He he, you know, drives a Celsius truck, whatever." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I know I haven't met him, but he looks electric." 
he was like, just wait till you meet him. Wait until he introduces himself to you. I was like, okay. So we're standing over there at Corey LaJoy's truck. Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer like went to do like a little bit over there with Corey. Fucking awesome getting to shake those guys' hands. Uh, no, no photo with them. I didn't want to do the photo. I was just like happy to fucking shake their just hands. to just to see him and meet him. Exactly. Sure. So we see we see Jason White, and this is Jason A. White from America, not Canada, not the one the Canadian in the truck series. This is the other one because it was two of them this year. And we're just like, hey, you know, I'm Chase Dale. Yeah, I'm Jay motherfucking White. Like this dude, <laughs> like just comes, got Versace shades on, a hat, got his shirt buttoned down, the, the chest flow. hanging out. Jay motherfucking White. Just That's what he said. He said Jay motherfucking White. Dude, I was like, and it's crazy. I didn't know what he looked like. I remember he was in the truck series. Right? He was a veteran for a few years, you know, way back, uh, like a decade, half a decade ago, had a run. But um, when I saw him in his fire suit on the grill, I was like, dude, that guy's swagged out. Like the night before, I was like, that dude looks good. I like that guy. And then that the next day, uh, the day of the 500, we met him, and he said that. And I'll, it just will stick with me forever. Jay motherfucking White, dude. That guy is is awesome. That was one of the best interactions I've had with a driver ever was our first conversation with him. So yeah. sponsored by Celsius. I, I, I think they're on board with him for a few more races this year with Tricon Garage. So dude, that dude's got my full 100% support. Yes. Yes. A thousand percent, man. Like the, the, like just the fact of how he introduces himself and he introduces himself to everybody. He don't give a shit. And I love that about that guy. So if you want, you're looking for another guy to support in the truck series. That's your guy, Jay Motherfucking White. That's him. So uh, yeah, that was a, a wild time. And and look, there there's probably so many moments and, and things that happened throughout the weekend that that we're definitely, uh, you know, not not gonna get all the way into or that that we're gonna push past. But everybody that made the Daytona Five weekend special for us, just. Thank you. And thank you for all of the garage fam that came out that supported. I, I saw a photo that Trevor self, man, Discord yes. Trevor bringing the brought flag. the flag. This man literally has a garage guys flag and, and had it out there flying um, in the stands with a group of guys, you know, uh, Matt and uh and, and old, old ted lasso out there we got to see them on saturday night they it was great to catch up with them and just so many so many great people that we've met through just doing this podcast and doing what we do with the sport and just watching their love for the sport grow as ours is growing and the sport growing and it's just an amazing way to start the 2023 nascar 75th uh anniversary season I, I couldn't have been any better and and i i just there, there's so much more we could talk about and i know it but i i also know that you know the season's here now and it's rolling and uh and we're betting again and so i mean we're we're, we're back on our job you know and, and we've got this the, this race coming up this weekend we're, we're going to auto club there's been a lot of chatter about auto club and before we move into talking about just like some of these bets that we're seeing that have been thrown out there on the books is there anything else that you would want to say about daytona that i missed or didn't mention um well i do want to go ahead and throw this plug that we had interviews with sheldon creed and justin haley today after you listen to this keep an eye out we're gonna we're doing two pods in one day, which I don't think we've ever done. But 
we're so overloaded with with driver interview content and and just it's Daytona 500 weekend, right? It's just going to be a lot busier than a normal race week. But we're going to drop, yeah, we're going to drop Justin Haley's interview. It's the the greatest interview of all time today. <laughs> you're going to listen to it for five minutes and not be able to take it anymore, and then you're going to go to YouTube and watch it so you can understand what's happening because it's ridiculous. It's amazing, and then. We got to figure out when we're going to drop our Sheldon Creed interview. He had a nice, bold prediction, uh, kind of a little bet between me and him that I got to hope it happens. But I'm not going to spill that until we actually drop the podcast. So we'll figure out when we're doing that. And I announced it on uh, my TikTok live stream I did on my iRacing stream for anybody who's been tuning into those recently. We got Kyle Larson this week. So now we got to open up a space to drop his podcast which we were supposed to have kyle a few weeks ago but it got rescheduled he's a busy guy so now we've got all these driver interviews piled on top of each other i don't know what to do but we'll figure it out it's going to be awesome it's, it's always going to be good content just gotta just gotta suck it up and realize hey it's 500 weekend it's busy as shit and uh shout out to coyote ugly always being a fun time out there in daytona beach can't wait to get back there in august but without further ado uh i'm with you I think that's that's pretty well uh, a pretty good summary that isn't I don't know I mean there's so much more we could talk about right I think it's a good summary I guess the best way to put it I'm looking at all this data I'm like yeah. highlights the heavy highlights yeah heavy highlights that's a good way to put it like you know you saw what you saw you got what you got Ricky Stenhouse won fuck everybody else let's move to Fontana. Let's do it. All right. So uh, Barstool Sportsbook, I think, was the first book that dropped on Monday night with odds. I had tweeted out a little teaser. Basically, I had three drivers. It was Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon. I was like, guess which one of these guys I'm picking for an outright. And I'll go ahead and just throw it to you guys here right now. Austin Dillon plus 4,000 is an outright. Hammer the fuck out of that, Okay. And I wrote about it on Action Network. It's on there. If you follow me on Action, you'll see it. You can go there, click the button, tail it yourself. Um, you can literally bet it with BetSync right there from the app, too. So go tail that. Uh, you know, he finished second in this race last year. RCR is on a really good upward trend with this next-gen car. Austin's got KFB in the building with him now. I mean, that has to add confidence. We just watched them run 1-2 in Daytona. They're strong. We know it. But the fact that Austin finish this race in second, you know, with these books, obviously, yeah, maybe they're paying a little more attention. That's good. The books are, you would have thought that his eyes would have maybe been a little bit shorter. I don't know. So I found that kind of strange. And I was like, I just got to smash the shit. A lot of people went in the Eric Jones direction and look, I totally get that. Don't get me wrong here. I just personally would rather go with the team that hasn't had the biggest majority of, changes that happen in the off season uh eric jones you know it was with petty gms it's legacy motor club now same stuff same equipment i get it but new management things are different i, I just I'm, I'm gonna take a little bit of time with that before i go too deep um but with austin dillon i mean shit K kfb's got an opportunity here it's just you finish second in this race you're plus four thousand to win i mean i'm just i, I gotta sprinkle a little something on that I don't know how you feel about that one, but that's the first thing I wanted to throw out. And I grabbed that over on uh, on Barstool Sportsbook. Yeah, and that line, it, 
at least at the time that we're recording this, it's still plus 4,000. So not much movement uh, on most lines based upon where they open on Monday night. But I think this is a tough weekend. Like outside of super speedways, this is maybe the hardest race to predict all year because it's really, as a lot of drivers like Christopher Bell likes to say, this is like the true start of the season, right? This is the true start of now we're out of the super speedway chaos into an intermediate style racetrack where you can see replication of, of performance throughout 2023, throughout your racing season. First intermediate track that gives us an idea of who might have speed at the majority of racetracks on the season. And it's now potentially going to be even harder because rain is in the forecast all weekend long. We may not get qualifying. We, we may not get practice for Xfinity or Cup. So now you're truly just going and guessing who's going to unload the fastest. And that is like a worst case scenario for this event. So um, I'm gonna, I think the best way to look at this for me is kind of a stay away mentality. And I, I see like you and a lot of people, a lot of guys I follow who are in the betting industry um, already like hammering some lines. I think I'm kind of on the opposite approach because if we don't get practice and qualifying, which it's kind of looking like we won't, everything is going to stay around the same line where you're not going to see a lot of movement. It's just not going to happen. And if we do see practice and qualifying, it's like, great. Okay. Now we can see who's actually fast and yeah, you'll see some line movement, but you're going to feel a little bit better about your picks instead of throwing darts at the beginning of the week. So I'm on the opposite approach from a lot of people that are a lot of expert betters, I guess, uh, who are just trying to find value. They're so fun, though. It's so fun to throw darts. Of course. Sure. But keep it small, small units, though, like little bitty. Like that's a quarter of a unit that I've got on AD. You know, it's a little bit. One bet that I'm looking at that sticks out to me. On Caesar Sportsbook, Group D, Group D as in dog. You've got six drivers in this group. It's Eric Jones, Chris Busher, Eric Almarola, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, Daytona 500 champion Ricky Stenhouse Jr., oh God. Uh, Justin Haley, and Harrison Burton. Oh Eric Jones is the favorite. He's minus odds to win this group. I think that right there is crazy because it's we, we don't know who's going to unload fast. Like Easily going off 2022. Le- right. Like Legacy Motor Club could be – I mean, it could be totally different. They might come out here and – not be half as good as they were last year. So then Chris Busher's next. Eric Almirola is next. They're plus 400, plus 500. Uh, Daytona 500 champion Ricky Stenhouse is 7-1. to one. Justin Haley's 9-1. to one. And at the end of the group, you got Harrison Burton at 20-1 to one just to beat these other five drivers. Just for comparison, to get a top 10, Harrison Burton is 7-1 to one on Barstool, 6-1 to one on Caesars. But he's 20 to one to beat five drivers who on this kind of racetrack over the past two or three years, whether it's themselves or their programs, are very average, right? Eric Jones, of course, was good here at Auto Club last year, but overall, pretty average on intermediates last year. Chris Buescher, pretty average on intermediates last year. Eric Almirola probably below average on intermediates last year. 
Ricky Stenhouse Jr., probably below average last year. Justin Haley, certainly below average last year. And Harrison Burton, right there with him. But you're going to give me 20 to 1 to beat just these five guys? I mean, we could see just like last year where there's an abundance of tire problems. The Gen 7 car is still a work in progress. We're still getting all the kinks out. We're still trying to improve safety. We're still trying to improve airflow, remove dirty air. It could still be a shit show of a race on a very abrasive racetrack. So you're going to give me 20 to 1 to beat a bunch of, I don't want to call them all average drivers, but performance-wise on similar racetracks, all these guys are pretty average, you know, when you look at data. So Harrison Burton, 20 to 1. Group D on Caesar Sportsbook immediately sticks out to me. Yeah, you everything else sprinkle a little bit of money on that. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. I think anything else I'm looking at, I'm leaning towards Martin Truex Jr. twelve to one. Um, kind of on the theme that I started with, just talking at the Rolex twenty four on my Dale Center live stream. Toyota is going to be a lot better this year. Toyota showed up to the first four or five intermediate races of the season with nothing there. It's not going to be like that this year. Toyota is going to be miles ahead of what they were at this point last year. So look at Martin Truex Jr. Look how good he was at Homestead, which similar in length, similar kind of sort of racetrack um, was the guy to beat towards the end of that race before he screwed up on pit road and got and spun himself out essentially. So Martin Truex Jr. sticks out to me at 12 to 1. And of course, you got to talk about Tyler Reddick. This is a Tyler Reddick style racetrack. Nobody rips the wall better than Tyler Reddick, other than Kyle Larson, maybe, who you can get at like 7 to 1 on Barstool, which is also a good line. Also a good line for a guy that has been dominant at Fontana. So if you want to give me three drivers that I'm leaning towards, give me two Toyotas with Reddick and Truex, and then the favorite. Seven to one is a pretty good line for Kyle Larson, the defending champion of this race. And one flyer, we're going to stick with the Toyota camp, Bubba Wallace at 30 to one. When you look at the 23XI program last year on mile and a half, especially towards the end of the season, Bubba Wallace was amazing. I mean, super, super good. Could have won Michigan, won Kansas. I think had one of the best cars at Vegas before he got into that skirmish with Kyle Larson as well. So, and 23XI at these kind of racetracks, I feel like we're really, really good towards the second half of last year. So, 30 to 1 for Bubba Wallace, I think is pretty good value as well. Am I betting all of these at the moment? No. I'm kind of on the safer side of let's wait and, and hope we get some practice times and hope we get some qualifying times. But those are the kind of the leans that stick out to me. I think I am going to bet the Harrison Burton one, though. I think I will am for sure putting my money on that because if this race becomes a dart throw like it was last year, that's a good bet. That's a good bet at 20 to 1 just to beat five other drivers that are in his uh, performance category, I would say. I'm taking a mental note now to make sure that I package every one of my leans like in one talking segment like you just did. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean that's and I could <laughs> just, you ran. I could go. Yeah. I could go on and on and on, but I, like I said, I don't want to get too trigger happy yeah. here. I don't even want to go back to to dive into cuz like I mean a, a couple of the ones that you threw out there I was definitely going to bring up. Uh the Red Dog one sticks out to me. I I'm not ready to hit it at like, you know, he's like plus 1200 I think is like the where his best value is right now. I would just rather like wait to see him in qualifying and then if the odds shrink a little bit. So But Reddick is a good one because he was so good at qualifying last year. I don't think that's going to change. True, but if still. they and if we get qualifying and Reddick qualifies on the pole and has good averages, which is another thing he did last year. He always had Super good 10 lap averages, which is a huge indicator for us and the sports books on like who's got potential long run speed. Mm-hmm. If that, if either of those two things happens this weekend, Reddick will not close at 12 to one. He'll be more like seven or eight to one. So of course if there's a, if there's a good value bet out of all these, yeah, Tyler Reddick. And you could say the same exact thing about Bubba Wallace, who also qualified really well on these kind of racetracks last year. So Yeah. You have but your stance on wanting to wait and see, and we may not get that. We may get that. That's fine. I may I have just convinced I'm myself at. to not wait on a couple of those. Honestly, maybe you did. <laughs> I I'm at, <laughs> I'm at the point now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about it now. I'm gonna take some time to talk a little bit. About <laughs> yeah, it. you go for it. Uh, so with the Reddick deal, where I'm at personally on it is obviously we know that that Red Dog likes to rip top. He's a dirt boy. He can get it done. You know, you have a lot of confidence in the Yodas. We saw that on the short tracks, Martin Trex Jr., he got it done at the the Clash. That's a track unlike any other, really. The closest thing you could compare that to probably Martinsville, which is what a lot of people were, but I don't even really think you can do that. It's just very short, and it's just different from everything else. So, yeah, I know you have the high confidence with the Yodas. I know that we saw with 23XI what you were talking about, Bubba. Like, I definitely – I swept Kansas last year, which was dope, with 23XI. So, there are the, those things that you can use in comparison. And we've heard, you know, on – I know that Denny Hamlin was talking about how the Toyotas are a little bit more evenly matched with the Fords this year. Chevy's still the best. So, there is some, some really good uh, confidence building behind that play. And yeah, I just, like I said, I want to see how he's adjusting to this car and to this new team and and how that's going to translate. I know that him and the RCR car and the Chevy fucking fantastic, except tires wanted to explode, dude. We were running away with that dub last year until the tire spot, but I'm not going back to last year. We're here. So I don't mind taking a little bit of the shrinkage, but I, I definitely like your ambition on that um the the plus the the group d i'm gonna go back and say this a little bit about that i i definitely see the value of wanting to just kind of like throw a little bit of money down on burton i think out of all these guys though if i was going to do it i'd probably hit ricky at plus 700 just because he did finish in the top 10 i believe at auto club if he didn't he was like top 12 last year so there were some times in the intermediates early on where it did look like JTG had some some of the, the the right shit moving right, you know. And now he's got the momentum from the 500. So I do like the plus 700 line there over on Caesars for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, and then you know the the Bubba bet that you had there, 
I'm, I, I feel like they'll they'll be fine with that. This the 23XI deal, like I said, I just kind of want to see a little bit more of like leaning a little more Tyler with it. I'd love to see Tyler get something like that done. And then obviously with Hendrick, uh, the other outright that I've already logged, I'll just say it here and drop it here, is Alex Bowman. I got him at plus 2,000. I think that that is pretty cray. Uh, just because I would have, I would have expected to see him probably closer to like where Willie B was. I think Willie B was like around like plus sixteen hundred on most books. Uh, he was somewhere in that that mid range, so it's not too far off the mark. But for Bowman, I think for Bowman to be rated kind of like the worst out of all of them. I mean, he has one at this track. Granted, it was a different car, but Bowman also he just seems like he's got some pep in his step this year. He seems a little bit happier, a little bit more confident in his, in his stride. And I, I like that with a guy that we know that can do well at intermediates. And also um, I think the majority, if not, well, no, the majority of his wins, he's won at Martinsville. So the majority of his wins on intermediate tracks, you know, he had Las Vegas last year. So I, and I mean, a Hendrick car won this race last year with Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. were kind of like running down each other. So I don't see why it's crazy to think that Bowman can't get it done at Auto Club. Uh, so just throwing that one out there, some food for thought. I feel like Alex on these kind of tracks hasn't shown a lot like in practice or qualifying. No. So I think – Shows up, then that's really, you know, that's really all that can matter. He always like sneaks up, right? He always sneaks up and wins these races like at Chicagoland yep. or Vegas last year. Um but he didn't. Now, Auto Club a few years ago, he did not. He had the best car. He unloaded with the best car, qualified up front, and dominated that race. But I feel like most of the other times when Alex Bowman wins, he flies under the radar all weekend until race, you know, until 20 laps to go and then comes out and, and steals it. So I think that's a line that you'll probably be able to get, even if we get practice and qualifying until race day. Yeah. I think, and this is still. That's what's scary about this. This is still all speculation because all we have is last year to look at all this and make assumptions. And it's you just don't know how different it could be. You don't know what teams may have made ground uh, in the offseason who might not have what they had last year in this event. So I don't know. It's all speculation. That's why that's, you know, we're here to try to make the best of that. But I feel like that Bowman line will hang around 20 to one around race day. And you may, if he doesn't qualify good, you might be able to get it out of even a, a, a better line. You know? I don't know if it's going to go any longer than plus 2000, just because of Hendrick itself, like just the team itself and what they have been able to do at tracks like this. I, I don't know, but I I'm, I'm confident in taking it there right now, just putting that out there, like just because of what we have seen and, and just me personally, how I've assessed him uh, and and personality, talking with you know different people in the garage and things like that. He just seems he seems like he's in a really good headspace, and I think that that is a very big. The, the more you listen to the show, the more you get to know me and who I am as a person. The more you start to learn that the the headspace of a driver is very important to me before I go throw my money down, and that's just that that's something that I, that I, I definitely try to make sure that I get a good feel for. And sometimes I don't always get that right, but when I do, oh boy, I do. So I'll I will leave it there at that. But there, there's going to be all kinds of movement going on. There's going to be all kinds of people talking about this, and we are going to have 
another betting preview podcast that will drop more than likely probably around friday saturday somewhere in the that two-day window we're going to get on a pretty good schedule with it and of course dale center thursday on youtube live don't miss that that's where dale will be breaking down all the goods and he'll be doing it from home for the first time this week so very different very yeah. different, kind of back in that groove. So back in the yeah, actually back in the true Dale Center in the heart of America. So yeah. that'll be fun. I can't wait for everybody to tune back into the classic Dale Center. We haven't been, uh, or at least at the duels, we weren't super interactive with the chat, which is expected in that environment. But yeah, I'm excited for that, and it just adds to the fucking seven million podcasts that we got to drop in the next like week with all these interviews and and it's awesome i mean i'm so excited for it you're rested i know i know you slept a good bit in the car ride um i'm not as rested but, but that I'm doesn't tired. even count it's so it doesn't even count as sleep dude you're basically just sitting straight up on a board rattling around and try it, to be it didn't even feel like driving you know how that goes you've done it You've done it before. The driving part definitely. Works. I feel exactly the same though, no matter which side I'm on. I feel when I get home, no matter if I'm in the passenger seat or driving, after the 500, especially like I'm fucking passing out for like 12 hours. Yeah, I'll agree because in your you like when we take the Yukon, I'm the same way. Like that, I the seat will not go back far enough, and I get so fucking uncomfortable. Because I, I I am definitely a I try to make a bed out of a passenger seat kind of guy when I sleep, and you cannot do that in the Yukon. Yeah. 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 Shout, shout out to the camera. Shout out to the camera we're whipping now. I like that. But, uh, but yeah, going to be plenty more to come this week, so stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, and make sure you are following us everywhere that social media exists. Literally, just follow us on the internet. You can find me at Garage Guy Chase. Dale is at Dale Tanhart collectively at garage guys fs on twitter and at garage guys racing everywhere else and uh, and don't forget about hooters again download the hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys to save ten dollars on any to go order dine in order it doesn't matter you'll save ten dollars on any thirty dollar order more forty dollars or more dine in don't forget that it's valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders only. You want to send us out with like a, a woo woo or a wah wah or a, or a woo NASCAR, Dale? Woo NASCAR. That just reminded me of the South Park. The South Park. <laughs> when he's on the track going backwards, dude. Oh, man. NASCAR. He just goes, woo NASCAR, driving backwards. Dude, if you guys haven't seen the South Park NASCAR episode, you should watch it. Like, please. It shits on NASCAR, but it is funny. You got to have a good sense of humor. It's fucking hilarious. I'm still mad at Tony for playing on his phone. When we're trying to show him that. I'm still mad at him. So, Tony, if you're listening to this. Yeah, that was, that was pretty lame. Terrible. All right. We'll see y'all later.